it's it's truly gonna gonna come down to um, you prioritizing um, what you want your future to be. If you want it, you will make it happen. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Kurt Campbell, your host of the Built Backstory podcast, where we bring on guests who have built their brand, their business, and their life and dive into their backstories. Now, on today's episode, we have a really close friend of mine, Trevor Alisa. He's currently a mortgage loan officer at a credit union. He owns three rental properties in his personal portfolio, 17 more properties in a wholesaling partnership portfolio that he has and it hasn't always been sunshines and rainbows for Trevor. It's You'll hear in this podcast just some of the huge steps that he kind of had to take to, to get back on track in his life and, and take kind of some big steps back to take more steps forward in his life. So what I really love about this episode and what I really think and hope that you take away from it is you can really put yourself in Trevor's shoes at the different points of his life when he was doing sales right out of um, you know his his LDS mission and and his couple semesters of college and how that just didn't fit the the lifestyle that he wanted with his wife and and everything and it didn't fit what his wife wanted as well and how often he was gone so then he takes a huge pay cut to to work a different job but then he's on the other side of the spectrum where it's not fit in his life uh, financially and they're, they're, you know, really in debt and then putting their pride to the side and getting really humble and taking kind of some big steps back and, and what they did to do that to again, set themselves up to take more steps forward and get on track to where now his goal and, and what he's working towards is, uh, retiring by the age of 35, which is just in a couple of years. So, uh, this is a super, super cool episode. A lot of takeaways you'll learn about the different, uh, mindsets and decisions and actions that Trevor took all along the way. But what I hope you can do is again, just ask yourself maybe where you are in your life compared to at Trevor's different point of his life um, to get to where he is now. Right. And I think this is just kind of the beginning for Trevor as well. He's got so much ahead of him and I'm excited to watch it. Um, and kind of a little, little tidbit as well is that just four years ago is when Trevor really had to take this big step back um, and get really humble with him and his wife and their family to set themselves up for where they are today. So in four short years, Trevor went from being in a lot of debt to now being debt-free, making a great amount of money that that is sufficient for his life and his lifestyle with his wife and being on track to retire by 35. So I think you're going to love this episode. I had a blast uh, recording it with Trevor. Big shout out to him and thanks for hopping on. But without further ado, everyone, let's jump in to the episode with Trevor. Trevor, welcome to the Built Backstory podcast, brother. How you doing? Thanks for being here, man. My guy, man. I'm doing really good. I'm doing really good, man. Super excited. Good. I'm nervous. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not good at this stuff, bro. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you're great. You're great. Is this your first podcast you ever done? Like, Man, be straight this, with me. Straight up, this is my first podcast. This is my first podcast, so I'm I'm super excited. Yeah. I'm freaking honored, dude. I'm honored. The first of many to come, dude. So it'll be good. Um, we're gonna have a good time. I'm hyped. <laughs> Sweet. So, uh, yeah, man, first thing, I mean, obviously we know each other, went to school together, grew up mm-hmm. together. Um, 
you know, played uh, basketball at the church together because you were good enough to be on the high school team. I'm too short and unathletic to not make it. So, but, but, you know, we grew up together. So maybe tell like the guest people listening a little bit about yourself and uh, what you got going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, man. So, I mean, just a, a quick about me. So, um, you know, we're, we are, I guess you can say born Cali boys, you and I um, being rivals you know, Kurt coming from the South. Oh, yeah, a little and, bit different uh, cities, but that's okay. <laughs> a little bit. So, I, I mean, I come from a family of six, and and two of the six, we were born in San Francisco. So, yeah, but I, I have some uh, Bay Area roots being born out there, and then uh, just raised in southern Utah, man. So, great, great experience. Pretty, pretty different, I guess you can say. A um, little different yeah, than California, right? <laughs> just a little different, man. But, uh, Where are you at in your in your in your six, by the way? Yeah, so I'm second to youngest. Okay, second yeah, so youngest. I'm the youngest, and like so, all my siblings like grew up in California, went to high school in mm-hmm. California. Like, I grew up and then high school in St. George, Utah. So like, just total like shift in culture. Right, right, exactly, exactly. But you know, I'm grateful. I feel like we, you know, coming from Southern Utah, it uh, it taught us a lot of things. You know, especially the, the group of friends that we have. It's, it's pretty crazy how it all worked out, let alone our relationship, man. man. <laughs> yeah, <up>. definitely. <laughs> it's cool to see, like, I, I'm I'm constantly, like, at all at, at the people that I grew up with and the different things that they're doing, right? Like, I think back at high school and I'm like, geez, that dude's a doctor now? Or, geez, <laughs> that dude's, like, a CPA? Geez, that guy's, like, a real estate freaking assassin? Like, you know, there's so many different, paths that people have taken right and it's cool to see the people that have just like gone and, and just been successful right and i, I think yeah. a lot of it comes down to like their mindset right and the decisions they made so yeah seriously seriously so you know that that goes so over what our, you... uh, southern utah roots and um just continuing yeah. that i pretty much that's just where where i've expanded from um you know i i actually it's funny just a quick rundown of, of my resume um husband father of two and uh you know it's just funny the different journeys that that we all go through um i i actually so i went on on a mission went on an les mission it's great opportunity to uh the foreign country of southern california and I, I absolutely <laughs> to your roots, bro, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And then um, you went, you, you went to my, like you were in my area <laughs> yeah, too, right? Yeah, legit, dude. Yeah. Legit. So I was out there for two years out in East LA, out in the hood, man. El Barrio. Um, <laughs> dude, don't get me started. Bro. <laughs> You'll start hearing some different accents, a- accents come out of me, dude. <laughs> yes, bro. Yes. And, and, uh, man, it, it just kind of went from there. You know, I, I, uh, I, once, once uh, coming out of high school, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I always knew that I, I wanted to help people. So it was either go on a mission, go, um, go to the military, and I, I obviously chose a mission. So went and did that. It was awesome. That was 2010 to 2012. I came back from my mission. Didn't know what the heck you're doing, right? Trying to figure that crap out. And then, yeah, man, I actually, it's funny. I tried that. Uh, I tried the door-to-door stuff. I went out. Oh, yeah? yeah. I don't yeah, think I knew that. Yeah, dude, straight up. I went one summer, and I absolutely... What would you sell? Man, I was doing pest control, man. I was doing pest, pest control. control yeah. Okay. And I absolutely fell on my face. It was great. 
Come on, man. Don't don't they say that pest control is like the easiest sale? It's not like you were selling alarms or something, man. Like no credit check, no background. Like it's only four hundred dollars or whatever. It's like, come on, man. I, I couldn't get those bugs, man. I just couldn't sell it. I, I don't know. <laughs> you and you and me both, man. I did the door to door thing. I sold pest control. I was coming home with that first goose egg and I'm like, what am I doing man, out here, man? man like I, I am stressed out of my mind. Yeah, dude, I, I straight up, it, it was tough from there. But, uh, you know, it goes back to finding a product that you love and, and something that you can be passionate about. That, and that makes the biggest difference. So came back from that summer, um, broke as hell. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I was like, man, I like cars. And I, I got into the car business and straight up, shout out my boys at Stephen Wade. Uh, started from there. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, and that you made a lot of people really happy with that comment, and probably a lot of people oh, really yeah. angry with that comment. I bet. Oh, I bet, man. <laughs> Did I tell you actually? So this is a random little side note, but I okay. I was driving down Bluff Street yeah. right the other day, and there's a dude on the corner of where you like yeah. turn to go up the hill down to to Stephen Wade, yeah. and this dude has like a sign, like it's one of those like like homeless style signs, right? Yeah. But this guy's got a sign, and all it says is. Stephen Wade are crooks and and robbers or something. Don't go there. And he's like, he's just like walking in between the intersection, holding the side. And I'm like, what happened to this guy, man? Jeez. I'm I'm a little familiar with that. I guess it happened at one of the other stores. I was not the salesman in that, but my that I don't know, man. Like it's 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 crazy. Like there's obviously some sketchy salesmen out there, but I think you said it best. First is like your first goal is to help people. Right. Exactly. And then second is you found this, this passion. You're like, dude, I like cars. Like I'm, I'm down to like yeah. learn about cars and hopefully help people get them set up with the car of their dreams or just the car yep. of their needs and putting those two things together. Like I think I'll have fun. So I'll go and try it. Exactly. Exactly. And, and that was it, man. You know, and, um, that's kind of where, where my sales career took off. And, uh, I, I sold, man, I sold a ton of cars, man. It was, it was a great opportunity. I sold cars for almost four years. Um, and that's that's what kind of led me to, um, you know, to start learning, you know, auto finance. Because I was, I was getting good about the deals and, and started learning, like, the, the back-end stuff and, and learning the breakdowns, the loan-to-value, debt-to-income. And, and that always kind of just caught my attention. Um, and so I, I learned from those finance managers, which, which actually led me to consumer lending um you know I, I was a consumer loan officer i got i got recruited to chartway and then made my way over to uh, mountain america uh, mountain america credit union and then yeah i did another another three years of consumer lending and that led me into mortgages so i've been slinging mortgages for almost two years now and it's uh man it's been yeah. a great opportunity uh i call it a, a blessing and a curse uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I've been I've been seeing those freaking like 11 p.m. 11:30 like yeah. Instagram yeah. stories from you where you're like still at the desk freaking yeah, slinging, bro. Yep, and and uh, it, it's a great opportunity, man. You can you can work as long as you want and as hard as you want. So um, I absolutely love it for those people that that are kind of half-hearted or want to get into that business. If you're ready to sell your soul to the devil, 
and, and, and do it, man. It, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Those, those are your skit sales skills coming out right there, right? right. You're just like, hey, want to sell your soul to the devil? Like, oh, you're really making it all all rainbows and butterflies in that space, yeah, dude. That's how it is, man. You gotta be about it. You gotta be about it. <laughs> I think, I think the biggest thing, dude, and one thing that I've always respected about you is you have a level of hustle and drive that very few people have. And, and I think it's, it's something that's unmatched, right? Like I think of, I can't remember the saying or, or whatever, <clears> right. But like, we kind of joked about it right before we started uh, or, or during the intro of the episode yeah. or whatever. But like, I, I was never like the most athletic kid. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm like five, seven, hopefully like right now I was probably five, five or five, six in high school. Like I'm not, I was like probably a buck 50 at my most in high school. So like I was never the most athletic biggest and whatever kid, but you just can't like beat the hustle and the drive that some people have. Like that takes exactly. no talent that takes no, whatever. Like that just takes you wanting it more than the other guy. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Man. And, and that's, that's kind of, you know, I, I learned my talent. Um, and my, my talent was the ability to, to last longer than, than everyone else. I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest, I was never the strongest, never the fastest. Um, you know, as some of the people know me from high school, I was, I was a tall and lanky kid. Uh, you, you know, were the tall lanky kid dude then you came back from your mission and you freaking <laughs> put on like 50 pounds of muscle bro but that, that was it man you know it's, it's just being able to uh being able to last longer than a lot of folks and and never be counted out like that's that's story of my life and, and sales career and, and everything and we can we'll probably dive into a little bit more of that as the podcast goes on so yeah man my talent is is my For work sure. ethic. Where do you think you where do you think you got that from? Like is that just like something inherent? Like or did you get that from like family or parents or like where where did that come from? You know, it, it definitely came from my dad. Um and uh straight up there's there was a an opportunity that, that I learned and I say opportunity because man, I with my pops I learned so much from him, man. And uh, there was there was one time where I knew I was going to go head up with a, a pretty tough school. Um, it was one it was one of our crosstown rivals, and I was like, man, we got some uh, we got some athletes over there, dude. I don't know how we're gonna pull it off. And I was I was kind of down about myself. And, uh, and my pop said, he's like Trev, he's like uh, he's like so they have two arms, right? I was like, yeah. <laughs> like they got two legs yeah so what makes them better than you i was like damn he's right you know and so and the, that wisdom dude, man. And, and that's that was it that was it for me man i um i learned i learned that that was my that was my junior year and actually had a breakout game against them and we ended up beating them so pretty cool pretty cool that's thing and i've always remembered that I think that's cool, man. That's, I think you actually really hit the nail on the head for like a lot of what I've kind of wanted this podcast to be and become is like the person you see on Instagram that's like worth $5 million or or whatever has freaking 100,000 followers, like is living the dream life that you want to live. Like we see these people, like, guess what? They got two arms, they got two legs. Like they, they, 
I mean, at the end of the day, they're people too, yep. right? And a lot of them just built their business, their life, their brand, their whatever. Right. And at one point, we're just like you. Like you're just a couple yeah. like mindset shifts and a couple decisions and a couple actions away from having that if that's yeah. really what you want. Straight up, straight up, man. And, and uh, you know, I, and that's that's the value that, that I actually wanted. I was super excited to talk to you about that because – you know, there's, there's some great things out there and there's a lot of great entrepreneurs out there um, that can bring a lot of value. And, and yes, it, it can be motivating, um, but I think the value that I bring is, is I'm going to address, I'm going to address the, the largest class, which is the middle class. And I want them to understand as, as I continue to, to share my story and kind of where I come from, man, you might not have the all the cards um you can't choose all the cards that are dealt to you right but you can um, choose how you play them and uh with that being said it's i i believe my story can help a lot of people that are in in that margin because that that's the biggest class is the the middle to upper middle class of america you know so i i believe yeah. that's that's where this value is going to come from and i hope they can take the heart and they can see like hey you know, this guy's, man, this guy's just flesh and blood. He, you know, he, he didn't start this business and became a billionaire. Like, no, man, yeah. no, it's just, it's just working hard and, and, uh, you know, working your way through the ranks, even if it's through a credit union, like, come on, man. And, uh, it's just playing your cards, cool. right, man. That's it. hundred percent. I think what's cool is that you also have like, again, I think for you, it's like, you've built and you're building mm -hmm. like this lifestyle that you want to live, right? Like maybe you haven't built your own business. I know it's, you have other stuff that we'll talk about in the episode as well. Like you have some real estate properties. Yeah. I know you're partnering with a group of people on real estate, like out of your home state and stuff as well, getting like kind of wholesaling stuff mm -hmm. on that side. So we'll talk about that. And that's kind of more like the, the business you're building, but like you've just hustled and worked <clears throat> and worked your way up and gotten super aggressive yeah. And a lot of it came from, like you're saying, kind of that sales background, yeah. right? But it's like, dude, you don't need to be someone who like has the next million dollar idea to go chase your dreams and be a millionaire. That's right. Like just do what you love and just like, it, just be passionate about yeah. it and keep moving forward, right? Like yeah. I, I say it a lot to people. It's like, dude, if you're unhappy in your job, there's a difference between like, being stressed at your job and being full on unhappy at your job. Like yeah. stress is going to come and go from a job all the time. It should hopefully be good stress that you're passionate about that you want to move forward on and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cause you see the light at the end of the tunnel, mm -hmm. like the good outweighs the bad, all that stuff. But if you're unhappy, like you got to reevaluate your passions. You got to go like, maybe you take a little bit yeah. of a hit and say like, maybe I got to make a little less money to do what I love. Yeah. Cause then hopefully I can work up into that and get to the point where I'm, making the money that I want, but I'm just, I'm happy right. doing what I'm doing. Exactly. Exactly. Man. And, and, uh, just being a hundred percent candid, you know, I'll just share with you, you know, the, the raw side of, of what I went through. So, you know, my, my wife and I, we had just been married. Uh, we had just been married exactly a month and I was still in the car business at the time. And, uh, man, I, I had a, a record day, a record day. And it was just me and a, a finance manager one night. And, and I say one night, so I, um, I had, shout out my PR 
And actually, this moment happened on my PR day. I had sold eight cars, and I was at the dealership. Oh, that's sick. And the paper was nice, but, man, I I was at the dealership till almost 2 a.m. slinging these deals with with a final (laughs) action. Oh, man. Yeah, it was was nuts. I just went hand that day. Um, But then I I got home, and uh, Brianna, she just straight up told me, she's like, so, babe, it's 2 a.m what are we doing? Like what happens when we have kids? Is is this what we're looking forward to? So, you know, I had to do some soul searching right there. And I was like, man, you know what? She's right. I'd, I'd rather sacrifice the money to, um, to really invest in my family because, and that, that was hard for me. Um, as selfish as it, as it is, there was, and I, I feel terrible about this, but when I was in the car business, man, I, I missed, and it's one of those things I, I struggle sleeping at night with even looking back, but I missed some weddings. Um, I missed, I even missed some funerals, unfortunately. And, um, you know, and, and that's how bad it was because the holidays, that's a sell day. You know, you, you have to be, yeah. you have to be at the car dealership to be successful. And for me, mm-hmm. I, knowing that I was going to be, um, a husband with kids, I was like, man, I, I can't be doing that. And and that's not a shot at the car business. You know, shout out those people out there hustling. Great. If you love it and that works for you, awesome. But that was just for me. So I, that's what actually caused yeah. me to walk away. And I took a major pay cut um, going to the credit union at first. Um, and then, you know, with that being said, making my way over um, through Mountain America as a consumer, uh, a consumer loan officer and, and I'm just going to straight up just dump it on you guys. Like as far as, yeah. <laughs> as far as this struggle, oh, hundred percent yeah, dude. This, yeah. We're going to get into it, man. We're going to get into it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And and so that was that first eye opener and shout out all, all the parents out there. And I had hope that this can take heart to once again, that middle class, because I took a, I took a major pay cut. So um, this is coming from, from a real, um, man, it's probably going to put me in my feels, getting me a, a little emotional <laughs> talking about it because it was, it was a really tough time taking that pay cut, you know? So, and it was, it's mind blowing that it even, even got to that point. So, um, it was 2017 going into 2018. Um, I was in the credit union sling, slinging those loans. I think, uh, my annual salary was like, only 50, 50 K something like that. And, uh, man. And just for, just for reference, right. right? Cause I'm sure there's people listening like, man, I want 50 K, right? Like right. how much would you say you were making annually slinging, slinging, selling cars? Oh, uh, a little over six figures straight up. Yeah, yeah. for and, sure. And, so uh, I think that's big, right? Yeah. Like you, it's normal to kind of get accustomed to that lifestyle yeah. and you're like, I'm just like, nothing's going to change. Right. Like this is a lifestyle. It's not to say that you like were living paycheck to paycheck, even where, when you were doing that, right. I'm sure you were smart, but it's like, it's different, you know, making six figures mm-hmm. to then going down to 50 K, yeah. right? Like it's just a different yeah. experience. It's a different environment. Like that's a big chunk and a big difference. Right. So I just wanted to reference that. Cause I'm sure there's people that out there that are like, man, I make 30 K like mm. I want 50 K yeah. or, or whatever. Oh, it, right. It's, it'll, it'll but again, totally it's a, it's a mindset Absolutely. thing. It's a, it's a, yeah. Absolutely. So, so for me, I, you know, I, I cut my income in half, like straight up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and another thing with that, so when it rains, it pours, 
So I, I think this is gonna this is gonna touch the hearts of a lot of parents out there. So, man, there I was, you know, with my fifty thousand dollars salary. And I'm like, man, this is when it this is when it gets tough. My uh, my son was just born, my oldest, and then within like two months, just hell breaks loose. Um, I tear my ACL. <laughs> and I, unfortunately, I was not playing for the Golden State Warriors, you know, so. <laughs> no, yeah, so, didn't have access exactly. to that kind of care, wasn't making that kind of cheese, like. Exactly, exactly, and not to mention some other debts and um, some student loan debts. Um, I went to school for a whopping three semesters before I got into sales, and uh, don't even get me started on that, I'm, I'm not going to dog that, but. Yeah, just, just staying on track. <laughs> so, so yeah, staying on track with that man. So I tear my ACL. I'm like, okay, this, now now I'm starting to feel some pressure. You know, again, getting some piled up with uh, getting piled up with some debt. And then, man, one more thing, right on top of it. So, my now investment property. Um, I wake up and my home is just flooded. Unbelievable, straight up. So I'm just like, man, I got to get this figured out. And the insurance company, the way that that works is when a flood happens, they're only going to um, pay for whatever the value was that the, that the materials and things costed. So the home being a lot older, this was our first property. Yeah. Um, and so to get all the updated stuff, because the house was like from the nineties, you know, late eighties, nineties. Mm-hmm. So, um, so to get all updated stuff that that all had to come out of my pocket let alone my insurance wasn't wasn't what it was today being newer to the credit union scene and trying to allow that to kick in so all of a sudden man i'm stacked up like almost almost 70 grand in debt and i i was very analytical at that time as far as my budget and, and the money that i was making and I had to have a real conversation with my wife. I'm like, babe, the way that we're going with our bills and our lifestyle and these debts, we are going to go in the hole, um, negative 200 bucks every month. And man, I remember, and this is what puts me in my feels because I remember praying to God at that moment, man. I was just like, I was like, man, like, how am I going to do this? Um, so a big part of this that I want everyone to take out of this is, is understanding your situations, realizing you're in a tough spot and setting your pride aside. Because a lot of people don't know this next move that I did. So knowing that I could potentially increase my income through the credit union with the budget I had, and I could potentially use this home that I was in at the time after the remodel. I could create that to, to become a, um, a rental property, um, setting my side of my, my pride aside. Dude, I, I actually moved in with my in-laws straight up real talk at the age of, um, at the age of 26. And, and I don't care. I don't Dude. care whoever comes on me, man. Cause this, this was a real, <laughs> this is a real time. This was a real time. And you know, I, I took some time to, to pray about that scenario. And this will kind of give everyone an idea like, oh, man, he's just a regular dude and he was going through it. So there's light at the end of the tunnel. But, man, that, that was a price shot for me being uh, um, being where I was as far as age 
let alone that, um, being a young dad, but then also just coming to admit, like, I'm in a toxic situation and I got to dig myself out and showing some discipline. Um, so what I did, you know, we, we took some time. We, we moved in with the in-laws for um, a year and a half. We actually did the Dave Ramsey program. And I'm not going to, like, you know, push the Dave Ramsey program, whatever. Like, I, I don't necessarily <laughs> – right. I, I do agree about the getting out of debt because that, that's what I'm all about, you know, getting out of debt to a degree that you just can't connect it to when it comes to real estate investing. And we can get into that later, but yeah. everyone's got to understand that consumer loan debt will be your downfall period. Mm-hmm. Whether that's student loans, whether that's hospital, um, whatever, um, just overall credit card debt, auto loans, people trying to trying to flex the car, whatever. Mm-hmm. So that that's going to be the downfall because that closes the window of opportunities for you to go get more properties. So when I say the Dave Ramsey program, the snowball program is a great way to be disciplined and um, clear that up so you can invest later on. But that's later in the story. <laughs> that's, that's totally. Great. No, I want to actually take a second yeah. and even kind of like unpack a yeah. lot of a lot of that. So just to kind of give like a quick overview of everything, yeah. right? So you know, out of high school, not sure really what direction to go, mm-hmm. know that you really love helping people and serving people. And and me going to high school with you, like I could feel that because I know that you were like a people person, right? Yes, like you, you were just the guy that, that loved, like you knew everybody in the school, right? And it wasn't like just jocks or just whatever, like you knew everybody. Yeah, I thought that was super cool and something I respected you a lot for. Um, so you go on the mission, you're out there for two years, like total 100% focused on serving. You come back and guess what? Life's not set up for you after the mission, right? Like you got more decisions and stuff to make. You go to school for a couple semesters, say, I don't think this is for me. Like you start uh, slinging car sales or you go out for a summer. You're like, man, this is freaking tough. Fall on my face. You go start selling cars. Um, You make the connection like we talked about earlier in the show where it's like, dude, I like cars and I like helping people. Like this is something I think I could be good at because I'm not trying to be a sleazeball, like I legit can talk yeah. about fun cars because I like it and I can just help people and I'm, I'm well connected. So I think this can be a good, a good gig. You do that for four years, yeah. you said? Mm-hmm. Almost four years. It was like and then, almost at, the, at that four year mark. Yeah. Almost four years. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So, and then you have kind of that, that aha moment with your wife right. where it's like, dude, this is, I don't think this is the life <clears throat> that I want for us. And this is definitely not the the life that my wife once for us, like I'm her husband, like, sure. I got to provide for, this is like my mindset that I'm providing for, but like, I got to be with her. Right. Right. Like that's, that's the kind of life that I want to live. Mm-hmm. I want my boys to grow up and, and see me and yes, see their dad hustle and, and succeed and fail and learn and get back up and do it again and all that kind of stuff. But I want to be present mm-hmm. with my boys. Yeah. Right. Yes. So that conversation happens. Um, you end up saying, okay, if we're going to do this, then, then we've got to take a cut, right? right. Our life's going to change a bit. 100%. You end up taking the cut, going to the credit union, salary gets cut in more than, more than by half. Mm-hmm. And then you start realizing like, man, we're in, we're in a hole. And like you said earlier, when it rains, it pours, like, yeah. you know, just had the kid, like so many things started to happen, the house flood, all these kind of things. And I think that it's, it's really important for people and, and the listeners and stuff to realize like, 
again, it's just like, like you said, I think you said it really well, like putting aside your pride Mm -hmm. and getting crystal clear about what you want your life to look like, like is, is what you're doing right now, what you want your life to look like, or is it something else? If it's something else, then you have to change. You have to adapt. And sometimes you got to go slow in order to go fast. Sometimes you got to take a couple steps back to then take the different path that's going to take you way more forward than you yeah. could ever imagine. And for you, that was saying, we're going to move in with the in-laws. Yeah. We're going to take this cut. We're going to get real discipline about our finances and our situation because I see such a brighter future for us than, than just this. I don't want to live negative $200 every yeah. single month. Like I want to live, yeah. you know, in a higher, higher situation than right. that. So just kind of wanted to like over, over, uh, yeah. explain or, or yeah. whatever, right. Get over the overall of that whole yep. journey. Um, because I think there was a lot of, again, like, like it's I talked about the show is yeah. about mindsets and, and decisions being made. Right. So like you can see through that explanation, like mm-hmm. how your mindset had to shift, like how the actions that you had to take right. along the way and what those actions then led to. Right. So right. I think that's great. So getting into to now, right. so right now in the story where we're at the in-laws house, we're doing the Dave yeah. Ramsey program, we're getting out of debt, all that kind of stuff. Straight up. Start us right there. So you have the one kid still yep. right so now? I just had the one at this time. This was uh, this was going into 2019. No, excuse me, 2018. 2018. Because Kilo was just born. And I want to say one more thing on that real mm-hmm. quick. So uh, the, the this episode is being filmed in 2002, uh, late 2000, or excuse me, 2022, late 2022. Yeah. Um, this was four years ago, like when, when people, again, look at people that are, are really successful and have like a higher net worth or are making six figures or own rental properties or or whatever, right. They, they see it as like, man, these people are so far ahead of me in life. Like there's no way I can even catch up to them. Like Trevor, Trevor, four years ago is living at his in-laws Bro, house straight up 70k in debt mm-hmm. trying like hell to yeah. get out of debt and t- making sacrifices to live with the in-laws and yeah. all that kind of stuff like being extremely humble and fast forward four years and now he's like again oh, he yeah. has a we'll, much higher net worth we'll like dive into has it. Yeah. multiple rental properties mm-hmm. like again partnering on other deals like guys, it's not, it doesn't take that long. It takes mindset. It takes action. It takes discipline. It takes having a crystal clear vision and becoming obsessed with that vision so that you go in and are just absolutely forced to make it happen. So anyway, sorry, Trev, go ahead and and continue from there. So, I mean, this there, I promise, you know, to all those, uh, to all the listeners out there, this, this is where it starts to get really good. Um, And I'm not over here um, just to confirm, you know, Kurt's not over here just bringing in some loser that just moved in with his parents. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. That's the end of the episode. We're done. This sorry guys, I lied. This is this is Trevor now. He's in his basement. I'm sorry. That's just <laughs> uh, and and that's the thing. So you know, for those parents out there, and you know, it's it just coming to grips that you know, like like Kurt was saying, being humble. So I did this with the plan and and true understanding. Because it was a, a mind a mindset shift, you know. Shout out my boy, I got my boy. Uh, uh, I got two boys really that that got me through the journey and kind of shifted my real estate mindset and, and started to um, teach me about 
um, real estate and, and how I can use that as a vehicle to, to dig me out in this situation. So shout out Alex Hernandez at Academy Mortgage and then my boy David Roque at uh, Red Rock Real Estate, you know, down in St. George. So in that moment, I, I went, I, I moved back in with the family with the plan. And this is what, um, this is what kind of also shifted this concept that if you can put your mind to it, it's, it's, it can be a breeze. You just got to be disciplined. So um, through the credit union, I became one of the top, me, I, I was the top consumer loan officer um, back to back years. I was always top three, top five, whatever. So that got me my, um, my salary increases. And, you know, I, I think I was at that point, I, I got up to like 70, 70, 80K somewhere in there. And that was, what do you think, uh, real quick yeah. on that, what do you think separated you from other consumer loan officers? Like, why were you always in the top? Why were you back to back top in the, in the, in the company? So, you know, that, that actually spanned back from, um, just from the mindset of, of wanting to help people. You know, I, I wanted to, to help people and I knew my skill set and I knew how to do, you know, I, I knew how to do different loans and, and put people in good scenarios. So like, uh, we, we, at Mountain America for those consumer loan officers. Um, it, Mountain America is just sick, dude. And this is to gas them up for nothing, but, and you, you, you actually, <laughs> like, here comes the plug, uh, dude. No, <laughs> like straight up. So, I mean, you, as a consumer loan officer, you, you get paid more when you save people money. They pay you more for that. And that that's like, boom. That was like a huge testament to me to be with Mountain America. But um, diving into that, so I increased the salary. I then used my... The, the property that I had, that we that was our first home. I converted that to an investment property. And right off the bat, that thing was cash flowing me. It was like 1200 bucks. So right there, you know, that's that's an extra, um, you know, that's an extra, I want to say, what is that? 14K, 14K a year, something like that. Yeah. So then that just stacked up, boom, boom, right there. And so within a year, like I was saying, I, I was in debt like 68 G's, right? And this is when I, I started to understand and, and truly grasp, you know, the real estate game because I'm like, man, I got to get rid of this debt to clear out my debt to income ratio to purchase more investment properties. Because in, if I could if I could just um, 5X or 8X uh, something to cash flow me just like that, that's what's going to dig me out. So my wife and I super disciplined. Like I'm talking like, um, our, our date nights, listen to this, bro. our date nights, we would go hit the McDonald's dollar menu straight up, dude, fire, up. bro. And, and we were dumping. You're like, honey, we're going to McDonald's. No we're going to have a picnic in the freaking exactly. jump jungle gym, eating our McChickens, babe. Bro. Like, come on in the ball we're, pit, we're, babe. We're come after on. spoiling ourselves with with that dollar ice cream. We about bro. to be in there until they <laughs> until they kick us out, babe. Come on. <laughs> so so real talk, man, with that with those two things, you know, an increased salary and I worked my ass off to get that. And then also, you know, that investment property, my wife and I, we paid off sixty eight thousand dollars in a year. Excuse me, eleven Dude, eleven wild. months. Eleven months. Wild, bro. So, I mean, right, real quick plug for your wife, right. man, like what what just an amazing partner for you to oh, have in this journey one. 
because she she's one of the coolest human beings out there. Yeah. She's an amazing mom. She's just an amazing person. So easy to get yeah. along with. She's she's freaking yeah. awesome. And she could have left me for and a for her to, Like straight up. <laughs> my, my wife is gone. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't gonna say nothing, Trev, but I'll just say me and the boys continue like we always wondered, man, how did Trev how did he do this, man? I don't I, I don't know. I never got it, but no, nah, dude. No, nah, come on, man. You're a good looking man, guy. Give yourself some credit. I'm, I'm a solid eight, you know? So it works out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But no, I think that's so important to have like, and again, I'm sure that you and, and, and your wife talked about like what your priorities were and what you wanted your life to look like and got on the same page on that. And it's like, it was a a partnership, right? It is a partnership. It was both of you attacking that head on, right. And seeing the value of what that was going to create for your future self. I think what's cool is when you talked about like the rental property as mm-hmm. well and converting your first home. Again, the whole humility aspect, moving in with the in-laws, renting out your first home, like yeah. that that's a huge step as well. But you probably saw the value like holy crap, this is bringing me in 14 grand yeah. a year and I've only had to spend maybe an hour to a month on that like 14k yep. coming in, right? Or, or maybe a little more, whatever, right? Exactly. But it's like at my at my job that sure I'm making 70 to 80k at I'm spending 40 50 hours a week yep. doing that yep. where it's like this investment property like I'm making the connection that like this is going to change my life because I'm no longer trading my time for exactly. money like that 14k is coming in and I'm spending minimal time yep. on it per week per month per year exactly exactly man and and that was it and and just reiterating again man like that that sucked. I'll I'll be the first to say that, man. That was terrible um, for a year straight. Like I remember, man. I, I have a I actually have a journal where I wrote down because I knew, like, going back to the mindset, I knew that 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 my life was going to change, whether it wasn't in that moment. But I know I I knew ahead of time that I was going to look back at that book and be like, I went through that, you know. So, and and it's so freaking sad, man. Um, I even wrote down and, and I still revert back to it today where, um, man, it just puts me on my feels, but I mean, we learned some things about ourselves. My, um, uh, my wife, we were on one of our final debts, right? And she wanted more than anything to get her hair done. She wanted more than anything. Um, and I even told her, I was like, well, you know, maybe we can, we can sacrifice a little bit and, and splurge, whatever the scenario was. And, uh, I remember I came home from work thinking that she got her hair did, whatever. And she cried to me, man. She's like, I paid that loan off. And, and, and I was so stupid because in the moment, like it was, it was only like 300 bucks to get her hair done. Um, but just the fact that she's like, I've, I've already been waiting, so let's get this done. It, it was the true dedication that, um, and that, that's a that's a special moment for us because I, I remember hugging each other and we're crying like, you know, that was just one more loan that we that we had paid off. And dude, man, like, like that, real talk, man. That's incredible. Real talk. And, What's crazy is that I want to point out that 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 moment and that action was not about the money. Yeah. Like, like you're saying, like 
an extra 300 bucks, like you probably had mm-hmm. that in the bank or even an extra 300 bucks mm-hmm. on the credit card. Easy to say we can pay that off next month, whatever, right? right? That act was not about the money. Exactly. That act was about being like completely obsessed exactly. and completely like determined and completely disciplined yeah. to see through what our plan mm-hmm. and goal was. Like that discipline to do that is is worth way more than the three hundred dollar right. um you know hair hair in the moment right yeah, like because again you can go do that later which you know i'm sure she does and you guys are doing it now oh, she does it great, every week now i just wanted to point <laughs> <laughs> hey well deserved bro she deserves it so yeah man yeah it's, she's, she's a real one she's a total real one man. no that's sick i just wanted to point that yeah. out because i think again like we, we we just we're really we're really good at justifying ourselves and justifying our actions and like pushing out the consequence like a little bit later yeah. on, which gets us into trouble, yeah. which is why consumer debt and stuff is so bad. Yeah. Like all and, that. And it's going through that it's scenario, again, yeah. that was all about the making the decision yeah. and moving forward on it and completing the goal. And, and that's the thing too, like is amongst realizing this, I'm, I'm also calculating my numbers of like, okay, this is, this is how much I'm making. Um, I got to continue to clear this out. And, uh, and at that point, I realized, like, man, consumer loan debt closed your window to purchasing more property, you know? And so that, and, and this is where it gets really good. So um, we sacrifice, we pay that debt off. We are debt free at that time. We just have our, we have our real estate. Um, you know, we have that one property that, that was cash flowing really good. And then knowing what we were getting ourselves into, we then purchase and, and build a new home while that one was cash flowing us down there. So now I have no debt cleared out. I'm only making seven G's. Let me, let me ask you something real quick mm-hmm. that, cause I think there's a lot or so a lot of people know this from, from other episodes yeah. and people who follow me on social media and stuff. So what I do for, for my job right mm-hmm. now is I'm over the operations for a real estate investing, coaching and education yep. program. So I talk real estate all the time. I talk about like different like strategies within real estate, different niches, all that kind of stuff. Right. So for listeners right now that are thinking, man, you were like, you, you got rid of all your debt. Like you still had the home debt, correct? Like your property still had debt on it, but it was cash flowing. So for listeners at home that, that might have, again, I would probably say an outdated mindset, but again, I, I understand where it comes from. Why wouldn't you pay off the home? before you went and built another one right Right. and again i probably know like what kind of your answer would be but i want people to hear it from like yeah the difference between like well you were still in debt with the home like why why did you keep that debt versus yeah because it so so there's there's a couple different aspects to that but knowing that um i don't have to pay that thing off because it's gaining two ways not only was it cash flowing at the time and that same property is like still cash flowing it's cash flowing super good right now. Um, the equity gains by itself. And I, I'm using, keep in mind, you're using someone else's money to gain those two abilities, let alone the third. Um, the third being for tax write-off benefits. You can totally write off mortgage interest 100%. Um, and th- those, exactly. those are just, you know, those are just the three, the three benefits. Um, so for people, yeah. people listening at home and stuff, just to kind of break that down a little yeah. bit more. So real estate has multiple benefits of 
like he's saying, so first and foremost, you have principal pay down, mm -hmm. right? So that means that the people renting are paying down your mortgage plus some every month, which is what he's talking about, the cash flow, right? Cash flow is just the difference between the expenses of the home, like the mortgage and the rental income coming in. So if your if your mortgage and expenses mm -hmm. are a thousand bucks and it rents for fourteen hundred bucks, then your cash flow is four hundred dollars, right? Yeah. So and that's not to say that like, oh man, like why aren't these people like why are they dirtbags? Why are they charging more than the than the yeah. expenses or whatever? Yeah. Like people are still getting good deals. People need places to live. And the owner of the property is the one incurring yeah. all the capital expenses and all the risk. Yeah. So just understand that yeah. it's not a sleazeball market for people who own properties out there. It's a business in itself. Yeah. They they incur all the risks and they also obviously have the rewards of the cash flow. Yeah. The other thing that he's talking about is appreciation. So the house will be more valuable as time goes on. And the cool part is those things go hand in hand with principal pay down, meaning the loan amount is going down, but the appreciation and the house value is going up. And the difference between those two things are it's called equity, right? So the more equity you have in your house, the more strategies you can deploy and do cash out refinances, HELOCs and things like that to tap into that equity or that increase in value from where your uh, amount of your loan is now to what it's appreciated in value to today, right? And then the third thing, like he's saying, are the tax benefits, which is the depreciation. So, which is funny because it sounds counterintuitive that a house appreciates while it also depreciates, but just the market and value goes up, that's appreciation, but the house is getting older, which means it's depreciating in that aspect, yep. right? So those are tax write-offs that you can have to counteract the cash flow that you're making to pay less in taxes absolutely absolutely and that, and that's you know that that there's just so many benefits but the going back to your original question is why i didn't focus on paying that off and dave ramsey will say otherwise but i don't agree with you know that investing mindset because that money that i that i was borrowing you know that I am borrowing. There's there's still some debt on it, but still cash flowing me quite a bit. Um, I don't have to pay that thing off to get every single benefit that Kurt was telling, you know, that that Kurt was talking about. And so I I still have that thing. You know, I, I was just an average guy. I I had a nine to five. You know, and I I was in that margin of, you know, the the biggest class of of America, which is the middle and upper middle class, and. Honestly, it just takes discipline because, you know, there you are going to have those entrepreneurs that um, that highlight, you know, their their real estate successes. And, you know, those those other people that, you know, that are making millions of dollars or inherited so forth, so on. But I just want to reiterate you. Those are great things. And, and I'll never discount that. Um, but I'm saying to the majority that don't have that, um, it's just going to come down to discipline. It, it comes down to true discipline, man. Like, it's so easy to go finance a car right now. Like, you want to drive a freaking Ram, uh, Ram TRX? Yeah, you can probably go do that. And you only need to make like four grand a month. And you can have a $1,200 payment. But that's so stupid. Knowing that that $1,200 could be invested into something that can make you money. So... Consumer loans and consumer lending is the enemy, man, especially for those investors out there and especially for the majority of you that are in the, the middle and upper middle class. Um, discipline yourselves. 
uh, amongst going through all this. So I'm 6'2", I'm like 250 pounds. I was driving a 2010 Toyota Corolla looking like freaking Shaq driving, <laughs> driving to work, dog. So, so you tell me that sacrifice. Um, yeah, and, and that, that, hey, for you, for a guy that, that loves cars and stuff too, and bro, all that, man, like I, I feel it. I feel your, your pain a little bit for bro, that, my man. man's like, I, my man's is like this driving like this, bro. <laughs> a clown car, bro. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Uh, but, uh, that's what I did, man. I sacrificed and my wife and I, we, we ate every second and we cried and it sucked. Life sucked. But that's what we did to um, get into some cash flowing situations. So reiterating, you don't need a, a golden shovel. You don't need um, like a huge shovel in general. You just got to work with what you have. So 100%. I, mean, man. And, I think it's all about at the end right. of the day and you're a, you're a, you're like a walk-in you know, poster of this, it's, it's all about taking action. Yeah. Right. Like, mm-hmm. I think one of the cool things is, so something that's been on my mind a lot lately, I've been saying it to a lot of people is so being in the real estate space, like we all want to hit that home run deal. And like, especially people who just want to start, like, yeah. are like, oh, I'm waiting for that home run deal or I'm whatever. Right. Like, dude, if you only get into the batter's box when you feel comfortable that you're mm-hmm. gonna hit a home run every at bat, right. you'll be stuck in the dugout for the rest of your life. Exactly. Like you need to be okay with the singles and the doubles because at the end of the day, I got full baseball analogies, but at the end of the day, if you're getting people on base, that is what ultimately wins people games. Right. Not you just only hitting one home run a game 100%. or whatever, right? Like. You got to get people on base, take the singles, take the doubles. But at the very first, man, you got to step up to plate. You got to see the fastballs. You got to see the curveballs. You got to see the changeups. You got to take swings. You got to ground out, pop out. You got to hit foul balls. You got to strike out. But you'll learn and you'll get really good at getting up to bat and going and hitting the ball. Right? Like that's, that's just the goal. So it's all about taking action. And uh, I love that. So I, I want to be respectful of your time, man. I know we've kind of hit about that hour mark. So I got three questions that I want to close out sure. with. But before I get in those, I want to just say, if you're someone listening to this and I want you like, what I think is so cool about Trevor's story is that it's so relatable to people at any point in their life. If you're someone who's who's working a job they 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 hate because of the life that it's given them, like put yourself in Trevor's shoes when he was working at the car dealership. If you're someone that's not making a lot of money that is working a nine to five and you're like, man, my, my expenses are not covering my, or my income's not covering my expenses. Like what am I going to do? I feel stuck. Put yourself in Trevor's shoes when he was at the credit union for the first time. Like if you're someone who's now living at their parents' house or their in-laws house or is living well below their means and you're (laughs) worried about what kind of status symbol or whatever, what people are thinking about you, put yourself in Trevor's shoes when he got real humble real discipline and he and his wife moved in with with the in-laws like and again you put yourself in all these places that trevor's been and trevor's walked and then eventually you'll get to where he is now which is like trevor's super successful and he's just getting started like he's gonna kill it so i just want to point that out it's like his story's so cool because it's so relatable and again guys four years ago he was living in the in-laws house like 
it doesn't take that much time. It takes mindset and it takes action. 100%. Like, Yep. Go create your vision, get crystal clear on what you want out of life and what that looks like, and then go attack it relentlessly. Like that's what it's about. So, all right, three questions for you, Trev, yep. and then we'll head out. Thanks again, man, for yep. coming on. Dude, really man. appreciate you spending the time with me. For So first question, uh, what advice do you have for people that have a hard time getting started? And what I mean by that is there's people out there who might feel stuck like they want to go achieve more. Like maybe they look at themselves in the mirror and say, I want to start a business. I want to get healthy. I want to whatever. And then six months later, they're looking at the same person in the mirror. My, my biggest thing for, for people that, that just want to get started and is, is find someone, two things with them. Uh, find someone that you trust. Okay. And not only that, find someone that's, that's, at, that's the master of their craft. Um, and so with so those two big things, exactly. So finding a mentor that, that has done those things and, and I reiterate it like, man, don't go to your uncle. That's, that's going to try to tell you to do something, but they never own a damn home. Like, no, nah, man, <laughs> go, go to someone that's going to be a professional, right. Or that has seen those experiences, done those things, and then let them be your mentor. Even today, I, I have a small circle of, um, I, I speak to five guys before I make any business decision. And I, I consult with those five guys um, before I make any move, right? And it's because they have that pedigree, man. They, they have their resume. They are successful. I trust them. And like Kurt has emphasized through the podcast, you've got to take action. If you just consult and nothing happens, you're just spinning your tires, man. So absolutely, yeah. But just capitalizing, go with some people that you trust, and then act on it, man. That's the biggest thing you got to do, man. Love it. I mean, I couldn't have said it better. Right. The one thing that I just want to add to that because it's again, it's my thought and my interpretation of it. Um, this was something that someone told me that really stuck out to me. It's like, mm -hmm. we all listen to our parents and our family and our friends because we know that they love us, right? Like that they have our yeah. best interests at heart, which is great, but you need to be mindful and ask yourself if you're making a decision or you're like, you're making this like, like you want to get into real estate or whatever, right? If like Trevor's saying, you're talking to uncle Joe over here and he's never even owned his own home before, like why would you take advice from him when he's not living the life that you want to live? And he's probably exactly. telling you, dude, the market's crazy. The market's horrible. You can't make money in real estate, yeah. blah, blah, blah. He's never tried. He's never done it. Or he had one bad experience or whatever, right? right? What I search for is who would I trade places with or trade lives with in this aspect for the decision that I'm making? I love that. So if I want to get into real estate investing and my goal is what is that, then I'm going to go talk to someone who's currently living their life, how I want to live it. And I'm going to take their advice and put it up higher than somebody who is obviously not because I wouldn't want to trade lives with that person who's not. Right. So food for thought with that, right? Um, also, I want to hit on that real quick. Um, yeah. whether, whether it's with me or with someone that you trust, if you're trying to get in the real estate game, please just go meet with a loan officer, man. And, and I, I say that, and, and that's not me trying to gain business. Like you can, you can always reach out to me. If you drop Kurt's name, I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll get with you. <laughs> 
I'm not even part of y'all school, man. <laughs> but but I, I'm just down to help. For sure. I'm, not, I'm, I'm just down to help everyone. <laughs> and, and so the, that's the biggest no, thing. You're great, you dude. Get with a loan officer and and no shot at, at real estate agents, but submit an application because a loan officer can see everything where realtors, they're not going to be able to, to review your credit, your debt to income and, and verify things. Because the worst thing that can happen when you meet with a loan officer is, is you get a no and you ask them, why, why can't I do something now? And they're going to say, we need to do this, 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 and this to get you to your goal. If you're just kind of shooting from the hip and you've never put an application in to um, verify those numbers and all of a sudden an opportunity comes up and you just go, oh, crap, I'm, I'm not ready. Why, now, why can't I get this home right now? So whether it's with me, like I said, if, if you know Kurt, you drop your name, give me a call, I'll do it, whatever. But uh, go, go to a loan officer, man, a mortgage loan officer and submit an app and ask them like if i can't do something now I think that's huge if i can't do something now um what do i have to do to get there so that that's it when it comes to i think uh, I, I love it no i think there, there's so much value in that because again that's like one of like an easy first step to take that gives mm-hmm. you your next step automatically yep. like you go to your loan officer and, and get uh, and submit an application you might get a yes and you're like, dude, now I have my buying power. Like I'm going to go analyze deals. I'm going to go look at deals. I'm going to whatever. And the other way, like you're saying is if it's a no, like they're going to give you the information that you need to go make it a yes next time. And guess what? For everyone out there listening, that's like, but if it's a no, they hit my credit, they blah, blah, blah. Like it's not the craziest thing in the world. Like those things will fall off of your credit report. They're not all bad things. Like, do that homework, go talk to your loan officer, even ask them the questions and say like, Hey, I'm a little hesitant because I know it's going to pull my credit. I don't think my credit's very good. Can we talk about this? Just get in their chair, like get in front of them and go ask an expert. Don't just like mull it over in your own thoughts, like go take action, which the action is meeting with the loan officer. So I think that's huge step, huge advice. Question number two, what advice do you have for people to stay motivated and consistent when things get hard or they want to quit? Mm, I, I love this. I love this so much. There's, there's so much that I could say here. Um, my, my favorite thing, man, and it goes back to, to my idol. It's, I want to say it's both of our idols, our, our guy, Kobe Bryant, um, <laughs> you know, and, Mamba mentality, man, straight up. I was just gonna say, dude, mamba mentality, bro. But uh, man, it, it's it's truly gonna gonna come down to um, you prioritizing um, what you want your future to be. If you want it, you will make it happen. Um, and consistency will. How, how do I say this? So, consistency will always, always overcome motivation so even when you don't feel like doing it or if it's a tough day or if it's late at night if you are consistent and you do it day in and day out whether it's just studying or saving five dollars a day or paying off your debt and you do that month in month out year in year out at some point in time you will reach your goal like there's, 
there's, and that is just consistency, man. So motivation is great, but consistency will take you places that motivation cannot. So that's, that's how I reiterate that a hundred percent. So taking those two things just to, to, again, like sum up what Trevor said, number one is having your clear vision right? Mm -hmm. Understanding and getting crystal clear about what you want your future to look like. It's going to be really hard to stay motivated and stay consistent if you don't have a clear vision, right? And when I mean clear vision, I don't just mean, hey, my goal is financial freedom. That That's not a that's clear not. vision. Like, <laughs> that If my right. goal is financial freedom, got to dig deeper. Like what is your financial freedom number? And then mm -hmm. once you find that number, find out the how that you're going to achieve it. Like if you say financial, I had this conversation today. If you say financial freedom is my goal, that is a very wide, vague, hard to go obtain because there's no action items with it. There's nothing going on versus if you do the math and all of a sudden you say to hit my first level of financial freedom, I need to get two rental properties that cash flow me at least $500 a month. All of a sudden I have an action item and I'm laser focused at finding properties that cash flow me $500 a month. Mm -hmm. And that is my action item. That is how I know I'm getting on the path to mm -hmm. my vision of financial freedom, right? Yeah. So get really specific, right? Vivid Vision's a great book. I talk about it a lot on this podcast as well. I've said in different episodes, Vivid Vision's a great book to help you create a clear, vivid vision. And then the other thing Trevor said was consistency and motivation, right? It's okay to be motivated. Get motivated. You should. You should love what you do. You should be passionate about it. You should be motivated to go get it and hustle. But when motivation fails, discipline prevails. So you got to get there with discipline. When mm -hmm. your motivation lacks, be consistent. Be disciplined day in, day out. Exactly. Love that, Trev. So uh, last question for you, man. And this is more of a, a you question, yeah. a personal question for you. What's your next big goal and why? So my, my biggest goal is, and I'm, uh, I want to be able to retire. I, I know that I talked about it through uh, earlier in the podcast, but uh, being able to retire by the age of 35. And I'm, and I say that in a sense of, I don't want to hit 35 and just freaking go golfing every day. Right. Or no, that's a lie. I do want to go golf every day. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, was, I was like, shut up, bro. You already golf every day. Yeah, the difference I'm, is you're I'm still trying, hustling while you're golfing every day. I'm trying to play 18, though. I just play nine right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but, but I, I'm saying like, even at the age of 35, bro, I, I'm and, not and nobody got time for your for for playing five hours with you while you lose 10 balls playing 18, bro. Uh, 12, 12 balls. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Four sleeves, man. Straight oh, box, man. God. Oh, too much but uh but no like i was saying like i i want to be able to um financially be able to walk away and and i'm not going to sit on my hands when i turn 35 i'm going to take the the income that that residual income that i've that i've already obtained um and this is just to the, per, the personal portfolio this is my my other businesses or whatever um i want to be able to just invest and continue to just grow that personal uh that personal portfolio because yeah, the businesses are great and, you know, the equity is there, but those, those personal, those personal properties, you know, I, I can pass to my family, you know, and, and I say that uh, to my, to my kids and their kids. And, and I want to create that generational wealth because when I'm, when I'm done, those businesses are going to die. Like my kids might take yep. it, but it doesn't mean nothing. But when I have the, when I have those properties, man, like 
toss it to my kids. They can sell it and dump it, and that pays for the next two generations of, of Polynesians going to college, which is, you know, that can be rare nowadays. So, I love you know, that, bro. And that, that's, that's what it is, man. It's, that, that's, my, that's my goals, you know, and, and even then. So my, my personal goal on that, just to dive in a little bit deeper, um, man, you, you don't have to, to make a ton. And, and obviously, I, I want everyone to go out, and even my mindset, I want to make as much money as possible. But once those properties are cash flowing me at least eight grand, I'm out. And and that's the thing is is people like think, oh, you got you got to make like twenty, thirty racks a month to to go retire, blah blah blah, this this and that. No, if if you gotta if you cannot live on eight grand debt free, it is not a man. It is not an income issue. That is a spending issue. You got problems, my man. There ain't no way, no uh, a pair of shoes should be eight G's for you in the month. Like you got problems. So man, you're you're pissing off a lot of people man, right now. I, I'm just kidding. Bro. You're dropping. Days, you're... I love Jordan, and that, that's that's coming from me too. But I'm just saying, like, man, you can make. Bro, you happen. got expensive habits, bro. What do you mean, golf, cars, man. shoes? Come on, man. Hey, man, I I gotta I gotta show what I can to. Uh, I, I gotta show Uncle Joey those are business expenses, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love it, man. Dropping, dropping fire, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's that's super cool, man. One of the one of the goals that I I said as well, and I actually heard it on another podcast. It was someone else's goal that I uh, I adopted for myself. But he said I want to get to a point where, and I haven't exactly decided when I'm going to do it because. Uh, whether it's going to be like when my kids graduate high school or when they get home from their mission or when they graduate college or when they get married or whatever. But at some life event, I want to gift my kid a rental property. They then have to manage themselves. So that's, that's one of my goals, but I think that's super cool. I think, I mean, that's, I have no doubt that you're going to achieve that goal. Um, you got the mindset for it. You obviously got the hustle and the work ethic for it, and you're on your way there. So and I'm excited to, Kurt. to. Man, you're doing great things. My I brother. appreciate it, brother. I like to. I can't wait to see you and all the things that uh, that you can do, and then hopefully we'll be able to go golfing 18 holes and lose a crap ton of balls together, and <laughs> you know have good times doing that. <laughs> again, so it'll be sweet. The, the the main word is again, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> again we, exactly we hey we just we just went golfing a couple months a couple <laughs> weeks ago so man i, I hear it dude so oh, all right brother um yeah last thing is if people want to find out more information about you follow your life whatever i know you're yeah. you freaking kind of kill it in the social media game so what's the instagram handle and uh, i'll drop yeah. it in the show notes as well so people can check Absolutely, it out too man so you know you got uh, my handle t underscore alisa 20 um, you also got my website, straight from Matthew. Like I said, you know, if I'm I'm not even a part of, of the real estate investing school, but uh, you drop you drop Kurt's name, I'll be more than happy to help you. Uh, whether it's get into the property or or prepare you, you know, in the in a financial situation to help you reach your goal. So happy to do that also. But yeah, man, sure. I'd, I'd love to. Website link in the show notes as well, guys. So make sure to check them out. Huge thanks again, Trevor. Thank you so much for coming on man again i think your story is just so relatable for people people can really put themselves at different parts of your story and be able to see the decisions and mindset and action you took to get to where you are today 
And I really hope that people follow your story because I know you got big things coming in the future. I can't wait to see it. I'm cheering you on, man. Keep going. Love you, brother. Thanks again so much for coming. Love you, fam. Thanks for having me, bro. Appreciate it.